I thought of wanting to speak about grief. I have been doing recently a retreat at Spirit Rock, and in the group of people, there were so many right now dealing with that, having been losing like a family member, a partner, or just about to lose them. And it just showed me that this area is something that is not really so much part of our life, and yet it is. It's like it's something we rather avoid, if we can. Of course we can't, always. And early this last week we had uh, three visitors in the monastery, and one of them was a woman who made a film about grief. I have a copy of that here. If you are interested later, I can show it to you, and you can write down things if you're interested. And we watched this film together with, with Nancy, who made the film. And she has been interviewing seven people about their experience with grieving, how to relate to loss and the sadness, the desperation that sometimes goes with that. And I felt very touched by it. That's why I also kind of really want to recommend this film. It is like she was interviewing, like one of the people that she was interview, interviewing was Isabella Allende, and she spoke about losing her daughter. Her daughter got very ill. I, I'm not sure if it was an accident or what illness it was, but how she described mm, the journey with her daughter. And like the last year of her life, the daughter was in coma. And she was, like Isabel, was taking care of her. And she describes very vividly what she had gone through, this feeling of, why me? Why her? And I think this is something that those of us who have been losing very close family members know very well. And I mean, I can just say from my own experience, I, I remember when my mother died and she died very unexpectedly. I just couldn't, I just couldn't believe it in the beginning. We had, we had a very close relationship. Close relationship, but not kind of living very close. I mean, I was living, I was living in, Engl in England at that time and my mother was living in Germany. But what happened for me with, with her dying was a process that I would have never anticipated. And it was very similar to what the people in the three, the seven people in the, in the film were talking about. Just noticing that we, when we are grieving, we are going through phases. The first part is really acknowledging this has happened and 
often, like when somebody very close to you dies, the feeling is that, that your heart is broken, that your heart actually is broken open. And if I can say so, and Nancy also in her movie says that, it's like grief has, is a gift if we know how to work with it, if we know how we can open up to such powerful feelings that go along with that. And I'm sure all of you, more or less, have experienced people who are close to you leaving your life, dying, or the other part of the picture is also losing close relationships. It's like if you are losing your partner because the relationship breaks up. This is another kind of, I don't want to say death, but loss. It's like a relationship breaking down, in a way dying. And how that is affecting us is very similar than when somebody dies in our family, when somebody dies, one of our friends who are very close to our hearts. And in all these situations, we are confronted with the ultimate ending. It's like what, what I remember from the time when my mother died was in the beginning I couldn't quite believe that was, you know, how do you say, like, it wasn't up to change. This was it. And that was the end because she has died and she's not there anymore. And finding myself in a place where it was almost like I could easier believe that the sky is green than that my mother really had left this realm. And, and it's, it was showing me how strong my connection was with her. And I think often when somebody leaves our life, we only then realize how deep this relationship was. And I think especially with parents or with children or with partners, when they leave our lives, there's, it is as if there is an open space left. And when we, when we look inside, we notice we notice this feeling of loss, we notice the feeling of wanting to fill it up again, just with something. But often that, that doesn't work very well. What I found also quite astonishing in the film that I've mentioned before was how all these people were going through at first the phase of needing 
acknowledge that this person or these people, one person was talking about a family dying in the air, airplane crash that was crashed into the Pentagon building in 2001. And there was a whole family that, was, that were very close friends of him. They, were, they, they all died together. And he said, like, even now, after like nine years' time, he didn't feel that time was healing. He felt still, the, like, it felt almost unbelievable that that could have happened. And yet, from all the people who were speaking, they, they came to a point where they felt that going through the grieving, being in contact with, with the painfulness, being in contact with, in a way, the openness of heart that happened through the experience, it had been enriching their lives. Like, for, for example, Isabel was saying that after her daughter died, like she had been going with her through this last year, and she spent, like when her daughter was dying, she was actually lying together with her in the bed and holding her. And she said, like, I could feel how the life was leaving her, how the life energy was leaving her body. And, like, it was very beautiful. She said, we come into this life with nothing except our naked body. And we end this life with nothing. We can't take anything materially. We can't take anything with us. So we enter this life naked and we leave it naked. And I found that very touching. And that goes also very well together with the teaching of the Buddha. It's like in Buddhist terms, we say like, whatever you accumulate in this life, whatever you hoard, whatever you whatever you kind of have <laughs> materially, it's nothing that you can take with you into the next one. And the encouragement is really to see like, maybe to look and say like, if I have only one year to live, what would I do with this time? And when somebody very close to you dies, you are confronted with the inevitability of dying. It just brings up these questions. How about me? Am I prepared to go? Am I open to the fact, to the possibility of life ending soon or later? It's something we all have in common. <laughs> we all have been born and we all will die. And especially I think when you are younger, I'm not so, I feel that not so much for myself now anymore, but 
when you are like in your 20s, in your 30s, you think death, oh, far, <laughs> not for me yet. And it's not always like that. And so when, when we look at death, when we look at the grief that arises with, with the loss of somebody we feel very close to, we love very much, this is a question to ask ourselves. Like, how well am I spending my time? And don't see it as a, a command. It's not meant like that. It's a reflection. Like, how do I live this life? How have I lived this life until now? Are there things that I would like to change? Have I, have I left out something? I find those, those questions quite helpful for my own practice. And coming back to, to the theme of grieving, it's, I think we, we can really say we are all brothers and sisters in sorrow, grieving, losing. And it is only natural that when we feel close to somebody, that there is a certain amount of attachment. And with this attachment, we do, we do feel the grief as, as stronger as somebody is, or like as closer as somebody is to our hearts. At more, as more grief we will do experience when we lose them. I'd like to read something out that I found in a talk that, uh, that John Halifax has been given and she speaks about grieving and she uh, and she quotes C.S. Lewis and he says no one ever told me that grief was so much like fear I'm not afraid but the sensation is like being afraid the same fluttering in the stomach the same restlessness, the yearning, I keep on swallowing. And then she says further, grief can call us into an experience of raw immediacy that is often devastating. Grieving, we can learn that suffering is not transformed by somebody telling us how to do it. We have to do the work ourselves. Yet a friend can bear witness and shine light into the darkness of our suffering and in this way help us to learn to swim in the waters of sorrow. touches me very deeply and I 
I like the, the, the end of it, to swim in the waters of sorrow, because this is what we are doing when we are grieving. And my personal experience, and that was also shared in the film, is that when you really open up, <clears throat> when you open up your heart to the grieving that you do experience, what comes out of that is an experience of bliss. It sounds unbelievable, but it is like as when you go to the depths of it, grief is one of the emotions that opens your heart, as I said before, like breaks your heart open, and out of that you do experience another intensity of life, another kind of aliveness where, mm, where the numbness, where the bleakness of feeling has no place anymore. We do, we do experience pain, but we also do experience joy and bliss in a much deeper way. And I think the what is necessary is that we have the courage fully to move into that place. That place is scary. And most of us really want to turn away from it because it's not something where we choose to be. And yet, when we find ourselves in a situation like that, there's a chance to open up to life in a very different way. And it does bring up possibilities we haven't seen before. What I found very touching, like Isabella, after her daughter had died, and after the first process of grieving, she says, like, I turned my um, I turned my energy, I turned my attention much more fully onto the rest of my family. And she also was setting up a fund for um, small organizations who do work for, for children, who do uh, support children in very difficult uh, situations, like not so much in this country, but in countries where um, where there's not so much support for that. And she felt, like she was saying, she felt really uplifted by doing that. And that fund has the name of her daughter, Paula. And I found that just so beautiful. It's like turning, turning the grief, turning the sadness, like uh, the sadness being transformed into, some, into compassion very active, and I think it's just, just beautiful. And it shows me that when we, are, when we are willing to open up, when we are willing to, to face life in all its ups and downs, a transformation happens inside. And this is possible for each of us, and we don't need to wait for somebody to die. 
It's like you all have, I'm sure you all have experienced many losses. It's like losing, losing your job, losing a friendship, losing a, a close relationship, not mere death, but when things fall apart, there is the chance, at least for part of our ego, also to fall apart. And that opens different spaces, different possibilities in our lives. And I think that is one of the gifts that grief has to give us. What goes also together with that when we are in the state of grieving is really including forgiveness. Often when, when there's a loss, like for example when there's a loss of a, of a partner relationship, one of the steps that we have to do is to forgive ourselves and to forgive the other person. Or if you are losing through death somebody in your life, when you feel you, you haven't really finished the business, so to say, like when you haven't really been able to clean out the dirty bits, cleaning out the difficult bits, and I'm not recommending when somebody is dying right now to try with him or her to do all the difficult work that you haven't been able to do before. I mean, definitely not. Except the person wishes that to do. But you can, do, you can still do that in your heart by practicing forgiveness. Taking in, looking at what is my responsibility what do I hold in this relationship that hasn't been working well? And when you can, when you can own that, when you are able to take fully responsibility for those parts that are yours to work with, forgiveness comes naturally. And really seeing that forgiveness um, allows us to untangle negative karmic bonds. And it is beautiful when we can do that together with somebody else, like together with the person that we feel unforgiving for. <laughs> and when we come to the point that we really want to want to forgive and want to also show to the person. It's beautiful when you can do it directly, but often this happens with people who have also already left our lives. And you still can do that. You still, in your heart, you still can resolve that. But the first step is really acknowledging the grief, acknowledging the sorrow. Often we can't forgive because we haven't really fully addressed it. And 
when we know that by forgiving we are setting free we are allowing those negative ties those negative bondages to cease and it's like like sometimes when when like when i speak to people who come to the vihara and ask for some counseling or ask for some support when i when i suggest to them maybe you need to work with forgiveness before you can do anything else further on i often experience that like that reaction or that response of but why should i forgive they have done that to me <laughs> and it's like forgiveness is a gift that you are giving to yourself mainly and foremost and i think this is something most of us yet haven't understood it's like if somebody has hurt you very badly and you say because he or she has hurt me i can't forgive them we take away the chance to heal forgiveness is one of the predicaments to really heal a relationship or heal a situation that has hurt us very deeply and it is a chance to live your life with less aversion with less anger with less frustrations and nobody else can do that for us like you can offer forgiveness to somebody else but be very careful with that <laughs> it might be misunderstood <laughs> so be sure when you offer forgiveness to somebody else that you come from the right point it's not okay you have done you have treated me very bad but i forgive you i mean that won't be received very well so you you really have to make sure that the person is open for you to say that open to receive that as of when when people leave of our when people leave our lives whether somebody is dying or or somebody is uh, splitting up or moving out from from a close connection i think it is i think it is important that we that we acknowledge to ourselves what that does to us how it affects us and really allowing the deeper understanding of the result to happen and to be aware be conscious about that
one more thing to to share is in my experience with in my experience with my with the death of my mother it was very interesting because I I felt after she had gone I felt I felt it difficult to let go of my attachment to her because I felt if I'm not holding her very close that I would lose that I would lose the love that was between us and I think this is one of the reasons why we sometimes find it very difficult to let go because we are afraid we are losing that I think that that place of beauty in the heart and what I what I experienced was when I was finally I mean it was I mean I started that to look into that direction maybe after half a year a year and I could see that actually by letting go of my strong attachment of this feeling of but I don't want her to leave my life <laughs> when I when I could let go of that to my surprise and astonishment the love was transformed and it was I, I truly can, I think I truly can say that it was the first time in my life that I fully experienced unconditional love and and the beauty and the bliss of that I couldn't believe it I mean it was not what I expected to happen and with that the sadness was still there and the grief was still there but it was surrounded by love and I can truly say I did not expect that to happen it was and it was touching me very deeply I, I just realized how deeply connected I was much more than I thought much more than I had ever felt while she was alive I'd like to end with a, with a poem from Rumi which I like very much I saw grief drinking a cup of sorrow and called out it tastes sweet does it not you have caught me grief answered and you have ruined my business how can I sell sorrow when you know it is a blessing I'd like to offer this for your reflection.